morning. Welcome to Bethany. We are continuing in Matthew chapter 22. Today we're looking at verses 15 through 22. Then the Pharisees went and plotted to entrap him in what he said. They're referring to Jesus. So they sent their disciples to him along with some Herodians saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth and show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, and they left him and went away. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. There's a legend, which may or may not be true, but there's a legend about the baptism of the Gauls. The Gauls were a warlike people who in ancient times inhabited what is now France and Belgium. They spoke a Celtic language and they were Druids by religion. By the time of Christianity, they had been conquered by the Roman Empire and were supposedly under its control. I say supposedly because the Gauls did not believe in being conquered and so there were numerous Gaelic uprisings. A number of Christian missionaries ventured into Gaelic territory over time, and many Gauls became Christians. As the story goes, when a converted warrior was baptized in a river or stream, he would hold one arm high up in the air as the missionary dunked him under the water. Now this seemed a peculiar custom and the missionaries soon learned the reason for it. When the next battle or skirmish broke out, the warlike Gaul would proclaim, this arm is not baptized. Grab up his club or his sword or his ax and ride off to destroy his enemy in a most unchristian manner. This one belongs to God. This one belongs to me. Today's gospel text takes place during Holy Week. Jesus had entered Jerusalem a couple of days earlier, having been welcomed by adoring crowds. He went straight to the temple and created havoc by overturning tables and challenging the custom of commercial business transactions taking place in the temple courtyard. And then Jesus healed on the Sabbath in the temple irritating the temple establishment. And then Jesus called the Pharisees a brood of vipers. And the Pharisees have had enough. It's time to get rid of this rabble rouser, this instigator. However, the people hail him as the next king. 
So they must be careful. And so they set a trap. Now, the Pharisees were part of the Jewish nation, which is occupied and oppressed by the Romans. They were legalists among the Jewish leaders. They interpreted and enforced the laws as found in the Torah. The Herodians supported the rule of Herod, who cooperated with the Roman rulers and had authority from them. They were adversaries on the issue of giving obedience and taxes to the Roman Empire. <laughs> but they decided to collaborate on trapping Jesus in order to get rid of him and his influence. The Greek word used here for trap is for a hunter's snare. Their trap is a question that Jesus cannot safely answer. You know the type. We see them on TV, courtroom dramas, and those Senate Judiciary sessions. Just answer the question, yes or no. Have you stopped beating your wife? If the answer is yes, the reply is, oh, so you admit you've beaten your wife. But if the answer is no, oh, so you do still beat your wife. Or, do you still cheat on your taxes? Yes or no? If the answer is yes, the reply is, oh, so you cheat on your taxes. If the answer is no, the reply is, so you have cheated on your taxes in the past. The one being interrogated cannot win. Well, the interrogation committee asked Jesus, in your opinion, is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Yes or no? Not seems straightforward enough, right? Except if Jesus says no, he will be declared an enemy of the state. That is the Roman Empire. That is not a good idea. If Jesus answers yes, he would become an enemy of the Jewish people who resented the poll tax as an unlawful imposition by a heathen government. Well, Jesus saw right through their plan. He said, show me the coin used for paying the tax. You see, the coin required to pay the Roman tax was a Roman coin bearing Caesar's image. And now we see another issue. A Jew holding a coin bearing the image of a man claiming divinity, such as Caesar, is breaking the first two commandments. And it is a Jew who hands Jesus the requested coin. That is blasphemy and hypocrisy. Jesus points out the image on the coin and tells them to give Caesar what is Caesar's. And to give God what is God's. So what is God's? Well, the obvious answer is everything. But here Jesus said the denarius, the coin, bears Caesar's image, and so it is his. The reasoning would be that what bears God's image is due God. And what bears God's image? According to Genesis 1 verses 26 and 27, then God said, let us make mankind in our image according to our likeness. So God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. 
and Genesis 9, 6. For in his own image, God created mankind. As surely as Caesar's image was stamped on the denarius, an image of God to whom you belong has been stamped on your life. Now stop for a moment to let that sink in. We are made in the image and likeness of God. Because we bear God's likeness, we are to act like God, like the one who creates and sustains and nurtures and redeems and saves no matter the cost, like the one who loves unconditionally and forgives repeatedly. We are to give God ourselves, our whole selves, not just some part. Many years ago, there was a workshop on stewardship where the presenter made this comment. He said that he always makes it a point to give more to the church through his offerings than he gives to the government through his taxes. That was a way he could indicate the place of his greater allegiance. Who has greater authority over him? Now, most of us struggle with giving our whole selves to God, with doing what God would have us do in our everyday lives. Two friends were walking near Times Square in Manhattan. It was during the noon lunch hour and the streets were filled with people. Cars were honking their horns, taxi cabs were squealing around corners, sirens were wailing, and the sounds of the city were almost deafening. And suddenly one of them said, what an interesting place to hear a cricket. His friend said, what? <laughs> you must be crazy. You couldn't possibly hear a cricket in all of this noise. No, I'm sure of it, his friend insisted. I hear a cricket. That's crazy, said his friend. The man who thought he heard a cricket listened carefully for a moment, then walked across the street to a big cement planter where some shrubs were growing. And he looked into the bushes beneath the branches, and sure enough, he located a small cricket. His friend was utterly amazed. That's incredible, said his friend. You must have superhuman ears. No, said the man who heard the cricket. My ears are no different than yours. It all depends on what you're listening for. But that can't be, said the friend. I could never hear a cricket in all this noise. Yes, that's true, came the reply. It depends on what is really important to you. No one claims that this life is easy. It requires difficult, thoughtful, and sometimes painful choices. But we disciples made in God's image, even as we dutifully give to Caesar what is Caesar's, are called into a life that thankfully and joyously first gives to God what is God's. Let us pray. Sovereign God, 
Raise your throne in our hearts. Created by you, let us live in your image. Created for you, let us act for your glory. Redeemed by you, let us give you what is yours. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen.